Peace and welcome to episode two of Podcast Bloody Podcast, a Black Sabbath mini pod which celebrates the band's canonical first five years, hosted by myself, Gang PTP, and Alaska of the Adams Family and Call Out Culture Podcast. In this episode, we speak on Sabbath's 1970 self titled debut album with our guest, New Jersey's own super rapper, voice actor, horror film enthusiast, and bulletproof Chinese food plus fine liquor connoisseur, Fat Boy Sharif. Sharif, what's good? My brothers, Alaska, Ying, is about oh, to go down. It's about to go down. You feel me? It is. I'm, 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 I'm honored to be y'all first guests. Appreciate y'all reaching out for sure. Back. Hell yeah, man. Um, we're, we're excited that we get to talk about this with you. Indeed. Indeed. Hell yeah. Now we're definitely going to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And... Indeed. Hell yeah. <laughs> cross all the love, cross all the upside down crosses. Yeah. <laughs> that's later. That's later. That's, that's later. later. <laughs> that's, that's the after party. The after party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. Um, shit. Well, uh, I don't know. What's, what's, what? Where should we start, my friends? Um, I mean, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, nah, you're good. You're good. Um, I was we... going to say, do, do y'all want to do it kind of, everybody just go around and talk about, I guess, how they first got put on to Sabbath, whether like album or group or maybe a certain member first. Uh... Let's, speak, let's speak about specifically when we first heard this album. And, and... Okay, well. Thank you for asking the first question, Sharif. There you go. <laughs> there it is, yeah. And also, like, what did you what did you think when you first heard this album? Like, where were you? What you know, around what year was it? And what what were your first impressions? Hmm. Shut it off, Alaska. <laughs> I, I I mean, I don't remember the year. I feel like it was in the early nineties. Um, like you know, I, I had heard these songs before but i never like really sat with it as a record i don't think until then um and i found a copy of it at like a garage sale or something and it was like the the cover was all tattered and everything like the corners were ripped off on the the vinyl the vinyl sleeve you know it was like real like smelled like somebody's basement like that type of a record oh those are bad I, I was just like enthralled with the cover right like that cover is just it's evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just this like beautiful work of evil. Um, there's something so off-putting about it. And that that's what made me buy it really more than anything. I was like, mm. you know, I never really sat with this record. I know, I know like um, NIB, um, you know, the my name is Lou Sanford, mm -hmm. I don't get that shit. Um, right. You know, I knew the wizard, um, but I never really like listened to it as a whole. And- Wait. How, that, did you, how did you know about NIB and The Wizard? Was it from that best of? Yeah, it was from the, the, um, the uh, what's it called? The, the uh, best of cassette that I got at the gas station when I was young. Uh. Like, I, I don't know, this might be before your time, Sharif, but back in the day, you would go to like gas stations in the middle of nowhere. And they would have like, because there was like no like malls or anything. So there was no record stores. And the gas stations would just have like, a, you know, a spinning display of cassettes. I bought, I bought some porn off of some of those. So there I you go, exactly, exactly, exactly. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I bought like a bootleg Sabbath one because I was like, I liked Iron Man at the time. I was like in high school. I might've even been younger. I might've been in middle school. And it had like, you know, just all these different, so, and it was like, it was so bootleg, like back in the day, it was like a pink cassette, I think, with like mm. a stick on label. Mm. Like it was like some real bootleg shit. Like, you know, some like Japanese manufacturer or something was selling it mm. to the gas station. I um, but yeah, so it was like, I heard, you know, I heard all these pieces kind of like individually on their own. And then I, I had never heard um, the self-titled song, Black Sabbath. And I put that on, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Great, the greatest opening track ever. Oof. There you go, there you go. My God, crazy, yeah. Crazy. Just like the rain and the bell, like, Listening to that while looking at the cover was just like, I was like, this is, I'm into this. Mm. So I just like, 
kind of fell in love with it quickly. Like it quickly supplanted um, Paranoid. Like, you know, at that time, like Paranoid was the one I still listened to pretty heavily. But once I heard this, I was like, I'm done with that record. I'm putting that record away for a while. Mm. And it, it just like, it pulled me in. Cause it was like front to back. There was nothing that was played out. You know what I mean? Like songs on Paranoid, like Iron Man and Paranoid. Uh, even War Pigs a little bit were kind of played out at that time. Like you just heard them so many times. You're like, I don't need to hear this anymore. Um, well, so these were just like these new crazy compositions, like eight minute songs that are like three different songs combined. It was just like, wow. You know, and I know they did that a little on Paranoid, but I feel like they, they got deeper into it here. No, I was mm. going to say, to me, that was like, that's the illness of like them, like, because even like me, I would say, I got obviously put on the Ozzy first when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So Same. Um, yeah, so growing up, I was super huge into like the Osmosis album and Blizzard of Oz and Diary oh, of a Madman oh, and all of that. Wow. So I dug into him and I was like, okay, obviously you just hit like Crazy Train was obviously the first song I heard. Cause mm. that's the one mm -hmm. that you hear at all of the sports games and all of that, even like Iron Man, like from different movies and stuff. But I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm like, I love this new music. Let me go, let me check his origin story type flavor. <laughs> like, so I dug back into all of the old Sabbath albums and kind of like Alaska, just the cover of the first one kind of like had me like, okay, like it reminded me of like something uh, that would be in like your grandparents' crib that it's like, yeah, don't open that. Like you gotta be, you gotta be like 28 years old to listen to that uh, <laughs> type thing, like. And it's crazy because, like, even from the first song on, the more that you, the more that you, me going back listening to it, like for the past like two weeks, going back to it again, because I got put onto it probably like I would say about seven to eight years ago, so mm. kind of like under like a decade ago, but it's dope with just kind of like how it's the, to me it's like an overall complete feeling of album, and yeah. it's kind of like it reminds me of kind of like how I make music, even like you gang and you like Alaska, like it's kind of like. The, the picture is being painted for the listener, but it's being painted in every aspect. So yeah. from the artwork to the song titles to even like the lyrics, like that was one huge thing. Like back in the day, their music was controversial for like we were joking about the devil worship and all of this, but it was literally no curse words in it. It yeah. was just literally like the stuff they was touching on was so kind of like crazy and taboo to them, but Nowadays, if you listen to it, it still gives you the same power from it. And it wasn't yeah. tongue in cheek. Like, you can literally hear it and be like, okay, like, this, mm. this is leading me somewhere. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, this yeah. isn't, this is a far cry from like what Alice Cooper and them were doing later yeah. on. Yeah. And that's later on anyway. I was, uh, this, like, re listening to this album kind of gave me that, that, um, the pinch to, to go like, observe what else was going on around this time musically like what other like so-called like i mean you know like albums that were like exploring like so-called like maybe like occult themes or yeah. um just doing things that were very like counter to the like mainstream like religious red let's that's read as christian like western christian like cultural narrative so to speak yeah. you know what i'm saying so things that were like whether that be lyrically or sonically, you know, things that sounded so-called dark, things that explored so-called dark themes, right? Yeah. And like, I kind of didn't really come up with, I, I mean, there's things out there that's like, you know, something you could say like the Miles Davis stuff, like Bitches Brew, uh, even in a silent way, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's moments on those, some early Hurley, uh, Herbie Hancock, like the um, Mondishi era, Herbie Hancock stuff. Um, all that, like, you know, Albert Eiler has a, a, a joint music as a healing force um, from from 1970 uh, that that has like a very like there's some there's some moments that sound like like there's a moment where you're not sure what you're like. It's it's like trance inducing and you're not sure if you're like listening to the, like so at one point it sounds like some like Ennio Morricone, like Morricone type shit for like Exorcist 2. Like it's it's crazy. Like it it really like plays with your head. And uh I don't know, basically what I'm saying is like the way that they approached the just from from jump, 
from yeah from the rain the bell the album cover shout out to louisa livingstone who is the model on the 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 the, the woman on the cover um, i guess it mean yeah it's crazy like it's it's you know from jump they were like tapped in and you know from the documentary the paranoid documentary um who was it was it geezer geezer's talking about geezer butler i believe or talking yeah. about how he was like really into you know the occult but not like satanism more so from like astral plane you know just like a different sort of like idea of like spirituality and like ex just whatever like subliminal like liminal existence you know what i'm saying like just like things that like can be around us that aren't necessarily like the unseen kind of forces so to speak um yeah i don't know my point being is like when this shit well when i came when i came to this i didn't you know i was still building that context or whatever like so i was like it was in the 90s and I wasn't really into Ozzy's music like that. So, um, cause at, at that point, just like we were saying, like kind of like Alice Cooper, like Ozzy seemed kind of like a cartoon character to me. So, you know, this was the first Black Sabbath album I purchased, I bought and like really dove into. Wow. I listened to start to front, uh, front start, to, start to back, front to back. And uh, I was just like, you know, like, you know, mind blown okay, this is exactly that. Like the first, the first riff is that, you know, what we said in the intro episode, the devil's tritone, you know, just that like, that riff that so many other bands kind of like took off from, you know what I'm saying? Like they heard that and they're like, oh, we can make music like this as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this opened the gates for so many folks to like really tap in and like explore things that weren't you know, in a certain type of key that made you feel fuzzy and warm. You know what I'm saying? This was like very like brooding and like, yeah, this, this, there's a lot going on here on this album. I think that like, they don't really even get credit for, so to speak, in, in a lot of the narratives that we hear when they report on no. Sabbath. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they really only talk about paranoid when they talk about like Sabbath. Yeah, I mean, yeah, facts. Like if we're being real, right? Right. Uh, um, paranoid, they talk about certain songs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah certain songs. Or to me, like, I never really liked how they kind of brought up, like I was saying, the controversy and kind of made that bigger mm -hmm. than the music, mm -hmm. depending right. on how you got, how you heard about it and got put onto them. Right. And, it, and to me, like, one of the dopest things about it that it kind of hit me later on, like, when I was listening to it, I'm like, for it dropping in 1970, right. it, literally, it literally, it's literally stuck between two of the biggest and craziest time periods ever. It's literally coming out of the LSD Manson um, era. Mm -hmm. that all of the stuff that was going on in Cali in between uh, David Berkowitz and all of that. So yeah. like, I mean, like if you take the late, late, late 60s, late 70s and put this album at the top of it and you listen to it, you mm -hmm. can be like, okay, like it sounds yeah. like it sounds like all of this chaos and craziness that was going on through the world, not even even though they right. from another country, like right. you can listen to it and be like, yeah, you can look, you, this sounds like something that was made in the middle of California doing, <laughs> like, doing the Sherry Tate trial or something yeah. that was made in the middle of New York doing the uh, New York blackouts. Like that's the type vibe and energy like mm. that you kind of get from it. That's interesting. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like they're the, the first band that saw the darkness that was going to come out of the sixties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's my whole thing. Like I didn't like who else was making music that was this like ominous. Yeah. At that point, like starting it off on that note and being like, this is us. You know what I mean? Like we're not I mean it was the a New York band that was like close to that time. The Brooklyn um, a band called Pentagram. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what what was year that? was I said, I got to tap uh, into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're not particularly great. Um, but they, they did have like, so there's a documentary about the singer of that group mm. um, called like Last Days Here or something like that. Mm. And, um, you know, they were basically kind of considered like contemporary. I think they're like, they dropped their first album in 71. 71, yep. Yeah, but they're like a New York band. Mm. And like the, the singer got like wildly into drugs and like basically derailed the whole band. 
I have. They, like, it's a cool, it's a fresh documentary because they find him like 30 years later. He's just like a shell. And uh, it's about him like coming back from addiction. Like I, just basically a fan that like believed in him and like helped him overcome it and bring the band back together. And like, they started like playing together again. Right. But they were like maybe the only other band that was doing shit like that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see. But not that. nearly on the level of Sabbath. Like, right. Right. Like let's okay. be real. Like Sabbath really got like a good three generations of children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So like for like yeah. you said, from Cooper to Zombie to Manson to yeah. everybody else far and in between, like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they like set off the whole like new wave of British metal like that came kind of after them. It was like them, Motorhead, and then like Maiden and all those groups. Mm -hmm. Truly, truly. Yeah. Uh, I also, just real quick as a side note, I see Pentagram, I mean, when I looked it up, Pentagram looks like they're from, it's saying they're from Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. There is, a, no, yeah, there's a that, this in it. There's I guess maybe like the dude lived in New York when they were filming. Mm, okay, copy that, yeah. copy that. Because there's also a band that that came comes a little later in my like research. Um, it's like from, they're from Brooklyn. There's a trio from Brooklyn. Um, I'll get the name as we as as I don't want to take time searching searching it out right now, but I'll get the name and, and include it here. But um, anyway, um, Sharif, what? I mean, you might have touched on this already, but like, why, why was this album in particular, like, so special to you? Like what, what really like drew you in? And you said this was the first Sabbath album that you, that you really like fully tapped into? No, no, no. I had, I was into Ozzy music. So I went back right. and I heard Paranoid, like all, oh, okay. all of the ones, yeah. I heard the more popular ones first mm. and me liking those and seeing the cover, it made me tap into the debut but mm -hmm. to me i always like i was saying kind of like the thing that held that whole held on to me over the other ones was just kind of like the overall experience of it and fun fact about it they literally recorded it in one day yeah eight so, hour session something like that. yeah yeah so just listening to all of that put together it sounds like it sounded like one big jam session that was kind of a big jam session that they knew what they was what they was trying to make Mm -hmm. Kind of like if I'm just like, yo, let's go to the studio. I've been writing <laughs> some stuff and we just vibing out to it. Right. But just in, I always love the mixing on it too. Like, yeah, the mixing on it was real dope. Kind of like how you would hear different elements of it, where it's kind of like, like the open the opening song, Black Sabbath. That mm -hmm. literally, the riff that goes maybe like I want to say a minute and a half before yeah. the words come in. Right. And right. Nowadays, this it, it can be. Nowadays, you can look at it like, all right, that was dope. But picture it in nineteen seventy, like kind of mm -hmm. like whenever I listen to it, I kind of put it in the time frame that it was in. And mm -hmm. like I said, kind of like the chaos of the Vietnam movement, the Manson mm -hmm. trial movement, everything that was going on, just with the unemployment going on in this country, and just, like it's it's a time capsule album, like. Yeah. Yeah, like that's yeah, and I I always been a big fan of Time Capsule albums that I can hear and kind of pinpoint when it was made. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. me listening to it, I'm like, okay, like I can tell they like that it couldn't be made today. Word. If you took literally that same group, the same <laughs> members, gave them the same day to do it today, they couldn't. It would be a whole another album that you would get. Yeah. So it's definitely a time and a place uh, project for sure. I mean, yeah. that, just it, some amazing writing and. Amazing instrumentation. Let's let's talk about that. Actually, I mean that's the one thing. Like right out the gate, you have you have the song. Like the lyrics on this are crazy. Yeah. Like un like just unfuckwittable. Like stellar, stellar. Like you know what is this that stands before me? That like just from that. Like you're gonna open with that. And then you look back at the album cover and you're like, yo. Yeah, that, that's what really makes the album cover fuck. creepy, right? This is fucked. Yo, the album cover is scarier than most horror movies I've ever seen. What is this that stands before me? Figure 
because it's like you don't know what you don't know necessarily like what you're looking at. You're like, yeah. what? Like, I mean, sink, and they they kind they continue that motif. Whoever, um, I should me being who I am, like I should be like more up on who who did what. But like, whoever, if it was the same person or if they hired someone new to do the paranoid cover, like they like they kind of continue that. You're like, what is like you know if you if we yeah it like the whole album cover album art really like the first two album uh covers though like this and 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 paranoid have this like sort of like blurry figure on it yeah but i mean obviously like the the long-haired like really white white like deathly white skinned kind of dark eyed uh it's crazy looking like it yeah it's fucking horrifying like it's it's I don't know, like that. There's something just different about that image, and then that image has then like been like continued on throughout. Like you see that as a trope in horror movies. Like that's like the yeah. ring. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah, it's like yeah. every witch movie too. Every witch movie, right? Facts. Yeah. Facts. Is, is that person still alive that did that damn artwork? Uh oh. <laughs> you trying to get the contact? Info. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who that person? Um, I believe. Yo, it's crazy. I believe their name might be. Uh, Keith, like Chief Keith. Oh, look, what if Chief Keith wild. really did it? Yeah, <laughs> yo. <laughs> he says a time traveler. Yeah, yeah. I believe that, yo. If, if someone were to have a fucking, I mean, it would be Chief Keith to have a fucking time machine. Uh, someone named Keith McMillan. Keith McMillan. Okay. AKA Keith. Keith. Keith, Keith on uh, on your discogs. Uh, he was a yeah photographer, designer who did a lot of stuff for Vertigo Records as well as other labels. Uh, Vertigo being the label that. Sabbath was on. Um, yeah, he was real dope. Yeah, super, nah, super crazy. Nah, that's ill. Yeah, I kind of want to go off of like, oh, with with Gang was said about the lyrics, like, yeah, going to me, like, it was real, like, especially that time period. To me, you got a lot of different artists who spoke about the times that was going on, but to <laughs> me, they kind of they talked about it kind of like in more of a creative aspect. Kind of like yeah. you might see in like a Lord of the Rings or like uh Okay, right. So like more mystical. Yeah, kind of like, like Jethro Tull and shit like that. Right, yeah, Tull. like yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of it kind of borderline remind me remind me of some rap, rap lyrics the way Ozzy was coming. Even like some mm -hmm. of the placement of them. Cause it might not even be a full thought sometimes. It might just start with an imagery, then go to different feelings in the like mm. crazy. Mm. Yeah, this 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 album does do that. This one thing though, um, it this album does pretty much have a a, a consistent through line um, based around occultism though. Like, yeah. yeah, most of the songs refer back to you know a, a certain type of um, evil force and or evil force personified. Um, you know, there are it's Lucifer is mentioned by name. You know, Satan is yeah. mentioned by name. Um, things of that nature. So, I mean, from the first song to, um, what is it? Uh, and I, not NIB. What is, what's, what's the song? Yeah. Which one? Well, it might be NIB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it's right. NIB, yeah. NIB, right. So that's, that's also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry that. I'm going to hold that. And like, as we go through the other album, the, the following albums and, and, and see where it goes. Cause right now I'm, I know for a fact that on Paranoid, they, they, they kind of push, they don't, they keep that in the pocket, but they really go more toward a, a so-called um, material world narrative. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're talking about like politics and things like that. Yeah, they get into a wild political bent on that. Yeah, which is cool, which is, I mean, which is, it's like, you didn't do the same thing twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, let me ask y'all, over, in hindsight, when y'all taking all the Sabbath albums, hmm. what do y'all rate it Ooh. with the rest of their catalog? Kind of like from, I guess on all aspects, because I wanted to kind of just zero in on how do y'all feel as the writing it got, even when it came in with different members and all of that, or kind of just like the overall aspect of just hearing this compared to Paranoid and mm. everything else that they kept, as they kept going on. Hmm. Shit. Like, does it to, to, does it sound like a debut to y'all? Because certain yeah. albums, like, if you get what I'm saying, certain mm, yeah. albums, you can hear it and be like, okay, they just get their feet wet. 
Oh, okay. you're like, this is a project you can hear it in. You could think this was like their fifth album, uh, their fourth Easy. album. Yeah. It's just how everything was like clicking together. Like. Mm. To that, to that specific question, though, to me, I actually do think it does sound like a debut. But just knowing, like, one, that was the first. This is the first thing I heard by them. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. this is like a. I mean, I don't know. This is like a. This is a debut that's akin to like, Thirty Six Chambers or something, where it's just like, yeah. okay, well, like you, you, yeah, like this is a world we're presenting it to you. Like we've we've built this together, and we've like kind of like we sanded off the edges, so to speak, and like threw some layers of varnish on the thing and like, here it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, we definitely like, the plants are growing, the plants have grown rather. And like, there's there's now, there's now like a, a forest that we can like lead you through versus like, you know, yeah, it's like kind of seeing like the rough, there's no rough, there's no, there's no, in a, in a in musical technical sort of way, there's no roughness to this. There's, it's it's yeah. very, it's very like it doesn't sound like demos. It's very much like established. I think they they found they all had their voices. I think the engineering is a little bit different on this versus the things that follow. Yeah. In, in regard to like most specifically, like I think this one is like the band is like more like on most songs is more Iomi and like Tommy the on, on guitar and Bill Ward on drums. Whereas Paranoid kicks in the Bill Ward Geezer Butler mm -hmm. combo, and like as like the powerhouse, you still you hear mo there's moments of Geezer on this that are like absolutely you know he's at the forefront for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know we could talk about them when we get into specific songs or whatnot, but like yeah, I think this song this album has a bit of a difference like sonic quality as far as the layers are concerned and how they all sit. But I, I was sorry to me cut you off. No, no, go on, go on, go on. I, I always felt with this one, and it, it kind of was driven home like after last week, like spending the whole week with Paranoid mm. and then coming back to this one. This one is like it's almost like they're all like on top of each other in the same space mm, yeah. with this album, like right. And then by Paranoid, they all have like their individual space in the record where they could sort of like maneuver and sort of like put their sounds through and like sort of find their 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 mode to be in or their space to be in. Whereas this one, it's like, cause the same engineer on both records. Yeah, same producer, right? same engineer. So same producer, same recording method. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just like figured out like, you know, what to do a little bit more with their sound and how to like really flush it out Certainly. and make it work. And then even like, as they get into the later albums, it's like, I was reading how they like sort of tuned everything down. Mm. And sort of like, like um, Geezer tuned his bass down um, oh dear! Like, uh, okay. I am started playing slower, right? To sort of get like a more sort of like almost like a machine rolling over you sound. Mm. Yeah, like just to like kind of create like a different like driving force behind the music, like really on Masters of Reality. Right. They talk about that. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Do we want to get to? Well, I don't know. Where, where are you, Sharif? You didn't answer your own question. What about what about like where where does this sit and does it sound like something that would you say that it sounds like a debut in terms of you know they're still kind of like rough around the edges or trying to find their voices or you know what what does this how does this sit with you and like also just in terms of like you're trying to give us the rank I can't rank this album like this is one of like when I listen to it it's one of my favorites that's like yeah all it still stands to that degree yeah. of you know, to impact, so to speak. Yeah, no, hell yeah. Funny thing, to me, it sounds like a debut from the aspect of the freeness of it. Mm. So mm. it got like, with just kind of like, again, you were saying with just the songwriting aspect of it mm. from different stuff like Lucifer and different, it sounded like they was having fun in the studio. Like, they're making it in the day. I could tell it was, stuff that Ozzy probably might have had written for maybe about two or three years. And <laughs> to, to me, and when they um, when they linked up, they probably got in there and it sounded like more just a fun project with different instrumentation. Like we said, once they got to Paranoid, they got more political. So to me, that might've been more of, not maybe the label, but kind of more of like, all right, let's make an album album now. Let's kind of go mm -hmm. into it from the aspect of let's, 
kind of maybe shorten some of these songs, maybe take some of the subject matter out to try to maybe appeal to a different fan base. Maybe I might be looking too much into it, kind of like how 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 I listen to it. But <laughs> well, it it was Geezer, right? Geezer was the one who was writing the songs. Yeah, he wrote the lyrics. Geezer the lyrics, the rather, lyrics. The lyrics, right? <laughs> Which is interesting. But uh, Ozzy, they said Ozzy did the like the melodies and the harmonies. The melodies, yeah, like um, off the off the top a lot. Well, not off the top, but like he would like riff the riff the melodies, right? And like yeah, when, like they would they would go into like sort of the rehearsal space and start jamming, and he would just sit and sort of say words, almost like when you're trying like to figure out your flow when you're rhyming, mm-hmm. like you're working on a song, you'll be like that. Well, I said him just because it kind of like. He's kind of like the face of the lyricist. Yeah, kind of like no, definitely. yeah, for people yeah, who, he, who might not who might not know exactly, type like right. He, he's the interpretation of, of the words perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, why, why don't we talk about like the the roles of the band members and then go on to favorite chance? That like just sort of like where where you see like sort of like who was leading things in this record and you know sort of what were their indispensable parts and contributions. Yeah, Sharif. Well, who's who? Are your favorite? Like, who do you see as? Like, if you were to rank them, I guess the four members. Hmm. Yeah. I'll say. I'll say Bill Ward, just because obviously the the percussion so Bill, the percussion yeah. is one of the things you always, you always hear first. Yeah. So mm. I would say if I I'll do the ranking, then I'll just say particularly what I liked about each. So if I'm gonna do order, I'll do Bill, Tony, Ozzy, Geezer. Mm, okay, yeah, I'd say fair on this album. I'd say yeah, because kind of like Bill with the drum, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously the guitarist. That's gonna be the second thing you hear. Kind of just what melded mm-hmm. it all together. And Ozzy, obviously the voice, the mm-hmm. emotion, and the Geezer with the with the writing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah what about you the last i week? mean I, i'm you know me i'm i'm in love with ward's drumming so mm-hmm. he kind of always like comes in the top uh i think i had like him and him and uh geezer kind of almost tied when we did paranoid right but like i think you know for him it, for me it's like him and ozzy set it off on this record like they're, mm-hmm. the, they're the two they carried and then then uh iomi and you know, uh, geezer bringing up the rear, right? On this one, yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with that. I think Ward definitely, definitely holds a, a place at the top. Um, yeah. And then it's, it's kind of interchangeable between Iomi and, and Ozzy. Not, you know, I mean, again, no one's losing. You know, no. number four in this is is better than most people's number one, so to speak. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, it, it's one D. It's yeah, it's one D exactly, exactly. Let's, we're not we're well, not I, doing. All you gotta do is put on the wizard, and you're like, all right, this dude's coming is out of the fucking world. It, I mean, well, it, go in. Oh no, my bad. No. I was gonna say it's ill because with wizard, me listening to it again, like over the past two weeks, I noticed that literally the drum pattern from it is the same thing that the same one that Tribe used or uh, We the People. Really. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm yeah. listening to it, I'm like, oh shit. Like, huh. kind of like I would say maybe, I want to say maybe a minute and fifty in. Okay. Okay. You talking about you talk okay, okay. Okay. Cause I'm listening to it, I'm like, yo, how the hell do I know this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. drum pad, like yo, he's playing them so hard on that song too. Like yeah. he's beating the shit out of those drums. Like, like they owe him money. Right. <laughs> and the cow, and he's got the cowbell in there too. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's super. It's just so funky. Like, yeah, it is crazy. Like, um, that's the thing. Like, we 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 mentioned that in the in in, in the previous episode in the intro. Like, they don't get they don't get credit for like being like so funky and so yeah. you know. And so like blues infused too. Like you see all that on this album. Like that's why, like, I mean, like the warning, is it the last yeah. song? It's like the 10 minute. And yeah. that will like sleeping village, like so there's right, like different releases of this album had had it 
to have these songs either put together as one like 13 14 minute opus or yeah, like sleeping yeah. village is separate then there's um the warning and there's also a, a bit of finger i think it's a finger yeah yeah and actually and also there's a version of the album the first version of the album i had was the u.s pressing that had wicked world and not evil woman so i heard a different like the one that i've been listening to more recently has been like the the uk version that has like evil woman on it which is mm. not what i'm not what i was used not what i'm used to so like now it's and then I know it's like a, I think it's a cover too, so it yeah. it, it sticks out as like it's a palate cleanse. It's a cool palate cleanser, like it's a cool song, but it's not necessarily like it, I don't think it's necessary in in this in like in the sequence of this album in terms of like the narrative and all yeah. that. You know what I mean? No, I think it was their first single, like the yeah. first single that they dropped before the record dropped. Right. Yes. Yeah. Evil Evil Woman and Wicked World was on the B side. Yeah. See, so I was they, a fan. I was a fan of Evil Woman. And I'm not usually a B, I'm not usually a cover cover song guy. Like no. I think the only other cover song I might really like is the uh Snoop version of uh Children's Story on Doggy Style. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Wow. So, you went there, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think they kind of, I, I liked it because to me they gave it its own, they gave it its own world. Like I can hear that and be like, okay, I like this particular song from them. Like you might not even know it's a cover. Like, kind of like how they attacked it. <laughs> yo, yo, Sharif, real quick though, uh, and, and to speak to all of, I mean, you know, my, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna really add on much to the conversation of like the ranking and whatnot, but to 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 speak to Ward and his place and his importance in uh, in the structure of this album is like, it's behind the wall of sleep, which is also my one of my favorite titles of all time. Uh, yeah that's where you get the drum break that's okay. where you get that's okay. where you get that okay. and, that, and yeah uh we the people also hootie who outcast favorite early early era out one of my favorite early era out yeah, yeah. like that song is crazy but see i i didn't peep that i peeped the weed of people <laughs> it is crazy right my my bad on right. messing up the title no nah, you good the version i got warning is the last song but i kind of got it where i just got it as like one long file mm-hmm. like right, 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 like right. i downloaded it and just play it like it's one thing so mm-hmm. <laughs> no it wasn't yeah. the... going going dude no, I was gonna say I just like threw it on in the background to hear those drums again. I was like, man, <laughs> he goes off on this whole record. It's so much swing to this record. It like it really swings on this shit. Right. That's no, it. Kinda, like, it was kind of going off of like I like what Gig said, the fuckiness of them. Yeah. So like that that's that was the beauty of the one day recording process. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I think if you take this album and you put it in a big, a big studio. Like the other ones, you give them, all right, this is your budget. This is the time y'all got. This is the window y'all got. Y'all don't get yeah. the freeness of the 10-minute songs with the three, the three transitions. You might not get the different under-mixing over certain vocals and how certain guitars kick in and out. Like, Yeah. But, and, and the Wall Street, like, they were playing this all this stuff on the road for a couple of years, too, right? So, like... You know when you're out doing shows all the time, like you really learn the song. Hell yeah, the peanut butter and Which, jelly right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, by the time like if they're playing that on the road for like two years, by the time they get in the studio, that shit like they know every single pocket of that song. They know exactly where to sit right. and just lay everything down. Like and and you get into the other song, like you have more time in the studio, and at this point they have more debauchery too because they got some money. Mm. Um, you don't have that ease necessarily that you have with, you know, with these songs and later songs. 
and they're still making amazing records, but there's something like these first two records that are just like, yeah, there's a magic in those two records that I don't know if it's there in the other records. There's still like amazing records, but there's like something intangible in these two that you can't really put your finger on. Mm-hmm. No, and it, 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 it's ill you said that too, because most Sabbath fans or people that get put onto them, they mostly always go to like Iron uh, Crazy Train. Yeah. Or <laughs> stuff like that. So it's dope, like to me, like that a lot of their best music or stuff that I would put over that is from literally like they, they infant stages, like mm-hmm. eight, before they, like we okay. say, more came into their own and kept going with different members and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you right. ever listen to the, like the, the other iterations of Sabbath, either of you guys? Uh, not really. I would say, honestly, after the first three albums, I kind of, I heard the other albums, but I can't really tell you about them. I didn't really okay. listen to the other albums. Mm-hmm. I heard them. I'm like, oh, this is dope. But yeah. so what, once certain elements started moving around, it stopped hitting me as hard as as hard as hard as the original. The originals, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go back and tap into them though. Like for I, since, y'all, since y'all covering them all, I'm gonna definitely go back and yeah, go, listen to four on. Fuck, fuck <laughs> with the ones that we cover. Don't you don't gotta worry, yeah. gotta worry about heaven or hell or any of that bullshit. No, okay. no, 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 no. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to yourself or your day. Um. Yeah, I mean, also, like, yo, they had a harmonica solo. Yeah. A wizard. Which goes crazy, by the way. I actually don't even know who played that. that like the wizard like when you look at the lyrics it's like actually like a super happy song like or, or yeah. rather like it's like a super positive song which like it's like <clears throat> after black sabbath like after like the figure in black and da 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 and it's just like you know like early wizard, morning you're like, you're like okay yeah it's a contrast and like yeah. but it, it still has that like occult it's still like hits on the occultism you know what i mean like the occultist kind of like levels of like all right like there's like this a certain, you know, a certain magic that's being done that's not reported by the church, so to speak, or like, you know, biblical or or, or um, yeah, no, for sure. religious texts it, of that nature. It and it is wild that the wizard is a power. Uh, he's like a sort of like a power for good. Yeah. Right. Like they have like the whole verse about like when he's around, evil's like, oh shit. Evil's like, wow. The wizard's coming by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, like let's, let's bounce while this dude's around. Yeah. <laughs> and his funny clothes and, and tingling bells and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so Ozzy played the harmonica. Woo! Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. I definitely never knew that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked it up. I had no idea. But it, they said it was Ozzy. And it's on Google, so it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... But that's the thing, like that, and then right behind a wall of sleep comes right after that, right? So it's like you get yeah. these two moments of like charging Bill Ward drumming versus yeah. the this what begins as like this you know uh, behemoth, but like super spaced out. You know what the Black Sabbath starts as, just like. Bum, bum. like he's just yeah. hitting on like every i mean it was almost like the one of the, the one of each bar it depends on how you count it but like it's so slow until the change up the change up is fucking crazy at the very like close to the end of, of the black sabbath song yeah and like yo not for nothing when i was listening to that joint um just before this iomi's guitar tone is on that change up like take take note of that like People should Worth. go back to that and like peep that and like then like tell me 
I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying he invented that. I'm not, you know, but like, I definitely believe that like Rage Against the Machines, uh, Tom Morello heard that shit and was just like, woo, <laughs> like I'm taking, yo, I'm just <laughs> rocking with that. It's, I don't know, I, I, I can't tell you what like the pedals they used or whatever, you know, what the effects uh, chain was, but like there's a certain quality. It's, it's, a, it's a really like unique tone um, that he hits that's not like, you don't really hear him using that like, too often. And I don't think any, not not on not on the albums that we've been listening to recently so like that's that's to be noted as well um but yeah i mean like you know they're, they're hitting change-ups crazy on this album already like out the jump like yeah. you said, they were super tapped in dialed in with each other and playing these songs uh, you know on the road so to speak right there, there's so much talent in this group like one of the things that always impresses me with a band is when it's not one groove all the way through right like set some bands will like have a song that like just doesn't sound anything like the, the beginning of the song by the end of the song. Right. Right. And I'm like, that's always cool to me. But when you add that extra step at the end and you bring it back to the beginning, like, and it's just such a natural, like, you know, just like you're going up the mountain and then back down the other side. It's just right. like, I really appreciate that. And they do that so often mm-hmm. and so seamlessly, like, you don't even see it coming, and the next thing you know, you're like, "Oh wait, I'm back at the beginning again." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit is that was like a roller coaster ride. Right. No, no it literally sounds like one long out, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like long song, right? Yeah. To me, you can literally just put it on a playlist and just play it, and yep. you'll be like, "Yo, that's <laughs> that, that." Yeah. Huh. This is kind of yeah. This is. I'm telling you, gang. Like uh, that's how that particular in certain albums I'll, I'll listen to like that mm-hmm. with just kind of like. Sonically, I'm like, because that's kind of like how I make projects too. I'm like, could I listen to it as one whole file? And it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like the continuation instead of a song. Right. So like, to me, this was one of the early albums that kind of like, did, like to me, that's the dopeness about the recording in one day. It's kind of mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. we're going to record all of this and we're going to break it down later. We're going to figure that out later. But mm-hmm. for now, keep these riffs going. Keep these, keep this microphone going. Right. Keep, keep it on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, the sequencing is is fucking, you know, out is is perfect. Like, uh, I again, like, do I love the evil woman version versus the <laughs> wicked world version? You know what I'm saying? But like, at the end of it all, or whatever. Like, I mean, like, there's points where, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I was listening to it. I was like, wait, what song am I listening to right now? I'm yeah. That's like, why Leaping the, Village the, yeah. goes into the warning in this way that like it, just, it bleeds right into it and it's just like, oh shit, another change up. And you're like, oh no, wait, that's a new song. But you're also questioning like, did they do this in one take? Like this whole yeah. thing? And they just cut it? I feel like they take. did. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, oh, you mean the album in one take? No, 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 no. Uh, like um, Sleeping Village, specifically Sleeping, uh, whatever, Slip a Bit of Finger, Sleeping Village, into the warning into the warning and like it's, the it's they all like melodic like i feel like it's all the same key like it like they all like are just so in tune with each other you know what i mean like it definitely sounds like a consistent there's a consistency there and like the tone everything i don't know it's crazy sleeping village that's one of those moments too where it just like it goes change up to change up to change up yep. and then brings it back you're like, yo, how did we get, how do we do all that? And we're back here now. Yeah. Like, yo, that shit. Yeah, it's, it's really so goddamn impressive. And then, I mean, this is so, such like a stupid little thing, but I love the way that um, on um, Warning Ice, <laughs> Ice Cube, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> Ozzy says, you look so cool and casual. Like the way he says casual <laughs> always kills me. It just like I'm like, oh man. Oh shit. Right. Yeah. I peeped that. <laughs> I peeped that before. Like he, he had to like freak it just a little bit to make the flow the flow work. Right. I was like, that's what I'm saying right that's there. So I really good. appreciate it. Uh... You never said you love me, and I don't believe you can. Cause I saw you in a dream and you were with another man. You look so But now I've got to love you Tell me who have I to blame I was born 
To me, it's kind of like it takes you through all these different rides and emotions. And then you sit back, and it's literally only like seven songs, depending on the yeah. version you got. Like, and today that would be considered an EP, but yeah. like crazy. No, I mean, yeah, durationally, yeah. it's it 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 goes there. Like, I mean, it's shorter than automatic. It, it gave you just enough to me. Oh, to me, wow. if it if it went not ten songs, eleven songs, it yeah. might have kind of. Maybe not lost the magic, but it wouldn't. It might have not hit as hard and as rememberable consistency as consistent as it did mm-hmm. with just a straight seven tracks. This song we're gonna have three parts to it, and I want it done, mm-hmm. as they yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, it's a thirty-eight minute record. Yeah, Jesus, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy considering that one of the songs is is over 10 14 minutes. minutes. Right. That's yeah. so good. It's like one whole side is that song. Right, right. I love that. God damn. Yeah. Um that was the error that though. You could yeah, like true. Curtis Mayfield, I have like a 15 minute song and it'd be yeah, for okay. sure. Like right. Isaac Cage will have a 10, 12 minute song, and you like, yo, this shit is the best mm-hmm. song I ever heard. Yeah, Are you sure? isn't isn't Facts. bitches brew like that too? Like bitches it's bro, like... I was about to say bitches brew. Yeah, hell yeah. Miles Davis had. I, I missed that. I missed the 10, 12 minute songs. Yeah, you got to bring that back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's something I always like. I never have the balls to try to do it, but like putting out an album as like just one song, like the whole thing. It's just all combined. Like you can't skip. Sorry, yeah. you're not playlisting this. Right, right, right. <laughs> That was my that was my first album, which I mean it's like a forty five minute file or some shit like that. I can't even press it. I have to like if I were to press it to vinyl, I'd have to like chisel it down. I'd like cut point moments out, which might be kind of cool too. Yeah. But like it's that thing of like nah, like fuck it. Maybe this gave me that. Maybe because this is part of my DNA. So like maybe yeah. this, I wouldn't. Nah, I, I'd be crazy not to like include this as like part of my like inspirations in terms of like how I approach you know, like a, a piece, like a whole work, so to speak. You know what I mean? Word. You know, for sure. Sharif, what's your, is it, what is your favorite, what's your favorite song? But also like, what is the song that if you were a wrestler, like what would you walk out to? Like, what's your like? Oh man. <laughs> I see you like, I see, I see, I have images and I need, what, what, I need like what, a What would you say? Anybody, I want to see if it's the same one that I'm thinking. Cause I'm, I'm going between two songs in my head. I mean, it's it's gonna be night and day type shit. It's gonna be like it. It would be like the Wizard and Black Sabbath, perhaps, mm. perhaps. Okay. For you, but like, no, that's like those are the most like anthemic, but also like contrasting, right? I guess, perhaps. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> gonna say it's it's a two parter for me. Uh. If I'm when I'm coming to the ring, it's Black Sabbath. But just the first, <laughs> just the first minute and thirty, <laughs> just the first minute, no vocals. Just the first minute. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna cut it. Hit him with the riffs. Okay. Yeah, just the riff. I come out to the riff. When I leave, it's just the vocals or Wicked World. So the first four to five minutes of Wicked World. Mm. That's my exit. I like. I like that you you went to Wicked World. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite song on the project. Oh, word. Yeah, hell yeah. I love that shit. Mm. It's funny too, cause me listening to it, <laughs> even like kind of like the voice tone the eyes you know, like the 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 feel of the riff to me it sounded it gave me a feel of like early metallica like mm. master of puppets uh mm. um yeah kind of master of master of puppety kind of literally uh san, sanitary um, sanitarium to me, like, oh okay yeah me listening to it like because I'm, I'm like yo this definitely gave me i could tell james definitely was vibing to this album Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! Those, yeah. Anyone who was playing heavy music with guitars was like, "We've heard Sabbath many times." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've studied them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think if you go to um, Sabotage, that's like the blueprint for thrash metal. Yep. When you when you like sit with that record, you're like, "Wow, that shit is yeah. fucking hard and fast." Sharif, that's that's for you to to tap in with uh, tap into rather. Um, Later, later Sabbath album. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Still on yeah. The era. yeah, Sabotage. Yeah. Not the song, and definitely not the 
Not the Beastie Boys. We're not talking about the Beastie Boys. No, literally, I thought, I thought he was talking about the Beastie I'm like, what the fuck? Did he? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's exactly all Alaska thinks about all, all day. Yeah, you, you know like, about my legendary love for the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so I'm going to tap into that one, gang. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good record. I think you'll it's, dig it. It's fucking Okay, no, for sure. Um, what about you, Alaska? What, what like, what favorite and if you had any sort of like walking theme music so to speak <laughs> i mean it would probably be like um behind the wall of sleep Ooh. that shit like that yeah my god that yeah. oh my gosh that Word. shit is just like that just groove is too hard for me it's yeah like that shit uh and then warning like those are my two like i mean what a way to go out with warning yeah right Right. That's a journey. That whole song is a fucking journey. Especially yeah. after my favorite sleeping. Uh, probably my, I don't know. I don't, I can't say it's my favorite, but at this moment, I'm going to say it's my favorite. Uh, my favorite being Sleeping Village. Sleeping Village is so crazy. Sleeping like, Village is like, yo, you like, let's just talk about the, the third switch up, which is after the intro, after the acoustic intro, then there's mm -hmm. like the, there's the blues section the bluesy yeah. part that then makes sense with warning with yeah. the warning right and then you have the the breakdown it's gonna be a lot of this in the podcast it's gonna be us yeah going it's gonna be a lot of us right? making noise <laughs> <laughs> but yo like when i when i was first of all like that always stuck out to me um so much that i chose to like that was I like did a video when I did that like slowed and chopped chopped and slowed version mix of, of Sabbath or whatever. Like I made a video to that with like parts of the omen when they were like in the in the, oh, in the wow. yard and they get attacked by the dogs and whatnot. Um but like that fucking that breakdown is like there would not be sludge metal without that breakdown. You know what I mean? No, and, for and sure. all, but also like I think about all the hardcore stuff that that has breakdowns like all the hardcore punk shit that had breakdowns like starting with bad brains um super touch slash shit fit like if you listen to that like that fucking song when i heard that breakdown i i just lost my mind in in my room and i was like oh now like listening to this again i'm like oh shit like all the the, the connectivity just like pop, pop 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 like i'm just connecting wild dots i'm just like yo this sounds like like yeah i could just see i mean mad folks were like sabbath heads obviously right so yeah. they're just like how could you not hear it's a change up it is a breakdown it's a little it's like this is like proto <laughs> proto yeah. sledge metal proto you know, uh, a certain sect of like hardcore, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Sleeping Village is my shit. My shit, my shit, my shit. Um, so and like, it comes like, I think at the perfect point of that album too. Yeah. It kind of hits you with that, that, that heaviness that like the, the opening song has. It gives you that yeah. little spark, that little flash. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and now it's just like that whole song just rides. Like it gets crazy after he's like that second, like I was born without you, baby, but my feelings were mm -hmm. a little bit too strong, just a little bit too yeah. strong. And then it's just the drums come in and go ape shit. It's why I'm gonna put it when I mix it. I'm gonna put that shit in there so people can hear. Let's do it. No, oh. I was gonna say. Uh, also, it's crazy because we talking about favorite songs. Mm -hmm. To me, Wicked World is kind of like the basis of the next three projects to me. Yeah. Kind of like if you yeah. listen to even how it starts, the world today is such a wicked place, fighting going on between the human race. And that's all literally about like a political situation. Yeah. So to me, the album did that a lot too. It touched on certain things that whether it was different members of the group, it kind of went back to later on. Like mm -hmm. if you if you kind of like I said, I only was was there for the first three or four projects. So after that, I don't know if it kind of lost, if they might've lost steam with that, but definitely for the first three, like kind of like these these same concepts and lyrical content kind of like carried through, carried on to other projects, but it was always done in a fresh way and like mm -hmm. a new way. Yeah, true. I, I, I agree with that. No, nah, yeah, for you. Um, 
I guess just to maybe as a as a as a final question, uh, we can we can we can. I feel like we we're going to ask every every guest this. Um, why is or what makes Sabbath so important to the greater musical canon? Like for you, for mm -hmm. instance, like um, Sharif, like as you create and you find inspiration from things or whatnot, like what, like, yeah, like why does Sabbath have a place there? You know, what did they do that you, you find to be, you know, either like unique, singular, you know, in, inspiring, so to speak? Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I would say literally just the whole like listening experience. Kind of mm -hmm. just like when I, especially as an artist, it inspired me to always, like I said, never do the same thing. Always mm -hmm. give people different experiences. Like if y'all notice, a lot of the stuff we talked about on here was just different instrumentation <laughs> or maybe just different certain words or certain stuff that kind of carried it together as a whole project. Mm -hmm. So to me, like when I listen to their music, even as a smaller kid till now, it still hits me the same way. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, like this is what music is supposed to sound like. It's supposed to be there and it's supposed to be, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to hear it and automatically always understand it and get it. Mm -hmm. But when you go in maybe for the fourth or fifth listen, you might, oh, I, I understand that perfectly now. I love I love how when he said this word, this guitar raised, this drum solo got mm -hmm. lower, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, it's like an a, a ill stew of just uh, creativity and thought that mm -hmm. kept elevating and kept elevating. Like, so mm -hmm. it definitely always, a, there'll always be a special place in my heart or just like a creative level. Like when I make projects, I always listen, not from the aspect of what would Sabbath do, but am I pushing the boundaries of what I'm doing in my art form? Like, am I doing something that 20 years, 30 years, they can make a podcast about it? <laughs> like, how we talking Word. about them? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, last week, you got any other? questions for our, our esteemed colleague no i think i mean i think we kind of covered it all you know i mean is there anything you want to promote sharif no nah, just cyber city out right now and mm -hmm. we got we we got something special on the table cooking up in the in, in the store that's all i can say mm -hmm. nice you know homie me and the homie no fits we got something mm -hmm. we got something bubbling real soon that my my my, my family up here is, is playing a nice important part in but mm -hmm. That's for, a, that's, for a late, that's for a later convo. Mm, nice. That's, that's for a later convo. Indeed, indeed. Besides that, thank y'all for having me. Peace, hey, love, thank you for joining rock us, and roll, man. and all of the ill shit. Yeah. And also, I want to shout out your your recent, uh, somewhat recent at this point, um, Call Out Culture appearance uh, regarding Redman. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Folks, folks go, go tune into that. You know I mean, go tune into uh, you also were on um, Luke's joint, Fly Fidelity, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. dropped uh, June, I want to say 19th. So that's oh, okay, I, yeah, I think, in, I think in another week or so for what oh, he talked about. Okay, yeah. facts, it ain't dropped that. yet, it's dropping real soon. I just did the interview last mm. week. Oh, copy, okay. Well, nice. Luke does good interviews. Shout out Luke, to Luke. Luke does great interviews. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here with two fly fidelity alum um you know maybe i'll get my day soon <laughs> hey luke if you listening hey, get luke. my bro on there man nah, what's luke, going on luke and i have quite a, a lengthy whatsapp uh you know message so we're, yeah we, we got something in the in the book so to speak but uh okay hell yeah when That's it happens it'll happen but, um hell yeah. maybe a promote or, or say uh other than like you know just stay tuned to the next episodes of podcast, bloody podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a summer. It's a summer special. Summer special. Special for the summer. You know. Truly, truly. So week by week. You have you have good new music for the summer and going into the fall because this is definitely good fall music. Mm. You well know, done. this is definitely like autumn. Autumn and like when it starts getting brisk in the air and the, the trees the trees are bare and it starts getting dark a little early. Yeah. <laughs> that mist and all that. <laughs> Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, facts indeed. Uh, my friends, thank you.
Thank you, you already, so much. Right? Yeah. All right. All right, Thanks. Check us next week. Podcast, Bloody Podcast. Fat Boy Sharif, my G's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. All right. See you in a second, my G's. You already, yeah.